0: The morning fog grips the city with a chokehold, hindering the lives of happy folks and hiding the deeds of the bad ones. On this bleak day, a solemn figure steps up to a dingy wooden door, casting his shadow on the frosted glass panel labeled, Marge in Charge, Detective Agency. He opens the door and enters. A seasoned woman with a stoic gaze looks up at the lanky figure in her doorway. May I help you?
1: I'm looking for whoever's in charge.
2: Oh, I'm Marge.
1: You're in charge?
2: That's what it says on the door, honey.
1: Oh, Marge in charge detective agency, yeah.
2: That's me. I'm Marge, and I'm in charge.
1: You're the detective?
2: No, that would be my husband.
1: Well, I I would have thought that he was, you know, in charge. You married Yes, I am.
2: Well, then you know how that works.
0: <laughs> I suppose.
2: So what can we do for you? Um, tail your wife, investigate an insurance claim, recover a stolen necklace?
0: Oh, it's nothing like that.
1: No, no, it's nothing like that.
0: He's her temp. I'm your temp. This is his story.
3: The Temp. A Double M Production.
0: As I'm flitting job to job, I am a
4: man without a face. Such a no-man moving everywhere to try and find my place. Now it seems a temp is all I am, it's all I'll ever be. I will never find myself in line to be an
3: employee. Today's episode, Gumshoe.
2: Oh, you're the help I ordered.
3: Hi, I'm I'm Bernie.
2: Hi, Bernie. Come over here, I'll show you. Honey, where's my... Oh,
3: Who are you, a new client?
2: No, sweetheart. This is the surprise I mentioned.
3: Surprise? What surprise? Uh, I'm a detective. I don't like surprises.
1: This is a
2: good one.
3: It
1: better be. Hi, I'm Bernie Felger. I've never met
3: a real detective before. I do like him, but he's not much of a surprise.
2: He's our temp. Temp? I hired him to man the office so I could go out in the field with you.
3: Out in the field with me?
2: Surprise!
3: (laughs) Look, Marge, we talked about this. It's wild out there. Danger at every corner. I don't want to expose you to undue harm.
2: Nonsense. It's a stakeout following a cheating husband. How dangerous can that be? Still,
3: I would be devastated if anything should happen to you.
2: It won't. Not while I have this.
3: My gun there. My weapon. You'd better let me handle that.
2: I can handle it. I'll just keep it in my purse. You shoot the camera, and if need be, I'll shoot the gun. (laughs) Now let's go.
3: This is not a good idea.
2: It's a delightful idea. I packed a lunch.
3: Okay, we'll try it, but just for today.
2: Bernie, you make yourself at home. Answer the phone if it rings and take notes. There's coffee over there and keep track of your hours. If you need to reach either one of us, there are business cards on the desk. Just call that number. We'll be back sometime. (laughs) So,
1: what did you pack? This is so cool. I mean, just look at this authentic decor, will you? Black and white pictures on the wall, newspaper articles framed, famous carver necklace recovered. I remember seeing that on TV. I'll, I'll just sit here behind the desk. Ah, old fashioned typewriter, an old fashioned phone, an old fashioned drawer with an old fashioned gun. Look at that baby, will ya? I wonder if it's loaded. Gotta be very careful. Oh yeah, that fits right in my hand. It's so light. I thought it would be heavier. I wonder what kind it is. Luger, Beretta, maybe a Magnum. Do you feel lucky? Well, do ya, punk? Ah, oh, oh, it's just a lighter.
5: <laughs>
1: it looks so real, I. I better put that back.
5: Help me, I'm in trouble. I don't know who to trust. Please, you've got to help me.
1: Uh, <clears throat> yeah, come in.
5: Are you Marge? <laughs>
1: no, um, I'm, Bur- <clears throat> uh, I know, sweetheart, I'm Bernie, Bernie Felger.
5: Well, I-, I was kind of hoping to talk to Marge. I feel more comfortable talking to another woman.
1: Well, you're fresh out of luck, sweetheart. Marge is out tracking some thugs even as we speak. So you might as well just sit down and tell me your sad story while I wipe the gum off the bottom of my shoes. My last case was a particularly sticky one. <laughs> you want you want a drink to warm you up? It's a little too early to be drinking, don't you think? No coffee. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, um, no, a cup of joe there. do will warm me up. It's, it's right over there. Help yourself while I uh, go in the other room and uh, find some shoe polish.
3: lemon fondue with sliced apples. I knew you liked them. You remember the first time you served these to me?
2: Right after you solved the mystery of the Carver necklace.
3: Yeah, that was a life changer. So
2: oh, meeting me for the Solving first time. Ta- Solving
3: that mystery on network television.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, who could that be? Oh, it's our help. Okay. This is Marge. Marge, it's Bernie Kelger. Yes, Bernie. Uh, you got a new client who, who just came in, says she's in trouble. What's her problem? I don't know yet. We'll interrogate her and find out. Take good notes. But, but, but what if she needs help right away? We'll take whatever steps you deem necessary. If you get in a bind, call me back. Really? I mean, really? Just take good notes so we can follow up when we get back.
1: Yes! I mean, I mean, good, good. Oh, God bless. Bye.
3: There's our mark. He's on the move.
2: Careful, sweetie. You almost spilled the fondue.
1: <laughs> Sorry to make you wait, sweetheart. I'm fresh out of shoe polish, so it looks like you'll have my undivided attention. I, I see you found the coffee.
5: I got a cup for you, too. It Sounds like you have a little something caught in your throat. That should help clear it out.
1: Oh, uh... how. Uh, yeah, that. <clears throat> yeah, that, that's better. Right. <clears throat> yes.
5: yes, it is.
1: <clears throat> All right, ma'am, just, uh, just tell me the facts. What is your name, ma'am?
5: Honey Wholesome.
1: Honey Wholesome, and uh, what is your age, ma'am? Okay, we'll come back to that. <laughs> now, now, why don't you tell me your story, start from the beginning, and, and just give me the facts, ma'am.
5: Well, it's like I said, I'm being stalked.
1: When did you first notice this, ma'am?
5: About two weeks ago, after my boyfriend proposed to me.
1: What does this stalker look like?
5: I don't know. I've never seen him.
1: You're asking me to believe that you're being stalked by someone that you've never seen. Is that right, ma'am?
5: Well, I am a woman, you know.
1: That's why I keep calling you ma'am.
5: Ma'am. Well, we have intuition about these things.
1: None of which will hold up in a court of law unless you uh, have more substantial evidence, ma'am. There's not much I can do.
5: Look, I feel like I'm talking to a television set.
1: Well, I'm merely trying to convey a sense of confidence to you that I know what I'm doing.
5: Well, it's not working.
1: I'm sorry, ma'am.
5: See, this is why I wanted to talk to a woman.
1: I I can do a woman. I do a great Miss Piggy.
5: No, (laughs) please. No, I just really wanted to talk to Marge. No, no,
1: I I can't help you. Uh, what, What do you want me to do? Could you
5: follow me around and see who it is that's stalking me?
1: Follow you around and see if somebody is following you around. Yes. Where are you planning on going today?
5: Well, I'm going to get a manicure and a pedicure. Then I was going to go to Pierre's to find a summer outfit. Then lunch at the Summit Club, after which I'm doing a little shoe shopping before I meet up with Eileen for happy hour.
1: You're doing that all today? Yes, I am. Well, yeah, I'm afraid I can't leave here. I'm kind of stuck manning the office. Oh,
5: please. You must help me. My very life may be in danger.
1: Well, okay, well, listen, if you're that concerned, I, I would just stay put. Lock yourself up in your house. I'll fill Marge in when she gets back, and she'll be contacting you.
5: All right, then. Here's my card. Have them call me and tell them not to wait. My life may be in danger. Mom,
6: you guys don't have to feed me every night. Honey, I'm just glad you're back. I'm a grown woman. I can take care of myself. We're just trying to help you out. Well, you are a better cook than me. See? So, Bernie, how's your new assignment?
1: Actually, it's pretty good. Really? It's a genuine, bona fide detective agency. You're kidding. No, I'm not. It's the Margin Charge Detective Agency. I've seen them advertise on TV. They have me manning the office while they're out investigating. And this lady came in who said she was in danger. Well, they told me that I could take whatever steps I needed to help her.
6: Well, Dad, that's just like your secret dream. Yeah, it is. The
1: only thing missing is the van. She, she wanted me to stalk her stalker.
6: Wait a minute. Menorah knows about your secret dream of getting a van and going around solving mysteries? Yeah. How long have you known? Like forever? How come I just recently heard about it? I guess it just
1: never came up in conversation.
6: When did you tell her?
1: A long time ago.
6: Why did you tell her and not me? Well, See,
1: it was the sort of thing that you tell your seven-year-old daughter when she's upset because she thinks her dreams and aspirations in life are silly and everyone will laugh at her well, I just told her so that she would know that we all have those kinds of ideas.
6: Why didn't you tell me sooner than last month? Because I thought you'd laugh at me. Is that how you think of me? Well... Did I laugh at you when you came home wearing whiteout and magic marker on your face? Well, no. Wait, what did you have on your face? <laughs> he came home wearing magic marker and
1: whiteout on his It was war paint for an initiation. (laughs)
6: It looked ridiculous. He looked so funny. But did I laugh at you then? (laughs) No, I did not. What kind of initiation? It it
1: was nothing. But you did laugh at my poetry in the shower and getting my head caught in the headboard. (laughs)
6: Sorry, honey, you're right. It's just that you are so adorable. It's hard not to be delighted by your cuteness. Cute?
1: <laughs> cute? <laughs> no man wants to be cute. Cute is for teddy bear backpacks and boy bands. A real man worth his weight thrives on honor, respect, and courage.
5: <laughs> ah!
1: ah. Oh, it's Marge. <clears throat> this is Bernie. Uh-huh. Right. Yeah, I can. Where do I meet you? OK. At 0, 700 hours? R- right, right, 7 o'clock. <laughs> Should we synchronize our watches? No? OK, okay fine. Um, I'll be there. How, how, how will I know you? Right, I did see you this morning. I, I don't suppose you <laughs> changed that much. Okay, I'll be there. Over and out. Uh, bye. Well, it looks like I'm being asked to be part of a stakeout.
6: Stakeout?
1: Yeah, they need me to identify the lady I met this morning. Wow. That's
6: really cool, Dad. Honey, I know you're courageous and honorable and all that, but just try not to get shot.
1: Yeah, um, I'll do my best. (laughs)
2: Sweetie, it's me. I've got Mr. Felger. Let us in. Get in quick. The dome light came on.
1: Oh, sorry. Just, just, Whoa, just get, get in, in there. there. Well, there's a lot of, just there's move this stuff
2: around. On. Okay, okay. 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 Give me that. That.
1: The light. The light. What am I sitting on?
2: Let me see. Oh, they're wooden fondue forks. Here, I'll get them. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> there.
1: Okay, oh, now
3: settle down. I'm trying to focus here. You certainly eat well on a steakout. Not normally.
2: Oh, but this steakout is special. It's our first one together. What is that? Oh, it's authentic English trifle. Would you like some?
1: No, thanks. I just ate before I got here. Honey,
3: hand me the binoculars. Oh, here you go. Thanks.
2: Oh, would you like something to drink?
3: Uh, no, no, I'm good. Hey, I see something. Really? Where? Over there. No, wait, it's
2: over there. It- No, wait. Sweetheart, you have some mustard on the lens. (sighs) Here, I'll wipe it off.
3: This is why I don't bring a smorgasbord with me in the field. It's too distracting. Hey, is that someone running out of the woods? Where? There. Oh, I see him. That's him, all right. He's headed for the shed. Oh! What? What? He pinched his fingers in the shed door. (laughs) Okay, now, oh, just as I thought, he's pulling out a ladder. What do we do now?
2: Well, this is where you come in. Come with me and verify the identity of the woman downstairs while my Brooks bravely follows the stalker up the ladder to the second floor.
1: Okay, let's roll. Okay. Ah, uh, I think I have trifle draining into my shoe. <laughs>
2: Try it again. Okay.
1: Okay. There we go. Light just came on.
5: Yes, may I? Oh, it's you, Mr. Felger.
1: Hi, honey. I'm Miss Honey. Uh, Honey, wholesome.
5: (laughs) What do you want?
1: Um, Well, you wanted to talk to Marge in charge, and ta-da! Here she is. Honey, this is Marge. Marge, this is honey. Uh, She is definitely the woman that I met in your office this morning.
5: It's nice to meet you. Thank goodness. I've been about out of my mind with fear. Please, come in a beautiful place you have here. Thank you. Oh, look
2: at that. We have the same print in our apartment.
5: Oh, that's not a print. That's the original.
2: I see. <clears throat> well, um, Bernie here told me most of your story, but he did say that you had some things that you only
5: felt comfortable talking to a woman about. <laughs> no offense to Mr. Felger, but there are just some things that only women understand. Mm,
1: I understand. I, I mean, I understand that I... Don't understand.
5: They can be rather oblivious to some things.
2: (laughs) Me, when I go to the grocery store, I try to park as close to the door as possible, I look all around the parking lot for any sign of trouble, and I carry my keys in my hand. But Brooks, my husband, parks anywhere, jaunts right in, and doesn't lock the car most of the time.
5: Doesn't that just drive you crazy? My ex would leave the front door unlocked at night and then forget to set the alarm. Men can be so reckless sometimes. Why are they like that? Well, they never grow up, I guess. Uh
1: I understand this, and I am not liking it one bit.
5: Oh, what is that?
1: Uh, The reckless Inspector Brooks, I would guess.
5: What's he doing up there? Apprehending your stalker. And how did they get in my house? Through the
2: window with the aid of your ladder.
1: Maybe I should go up and help him.
2: Oh, wait. Here, take this to him.
1: You still have his gun in your purse?
2: You'll need to get it to him.
1: You want me to go into a room where two guys are savagely duking it out and hand one of them a gun?
2: <laughs> yes. Cool. Cool. <laughs> You're handling a weapon. <gasps> oh no. It's okay. I'm fine.
5: Oh, they really are like little boys, aren't they? That's why I'm in charge.
2: <laughs> there, it sounds like the fight is over. This is my husband, Inspector Brooks.
3: How do you do, Miss wholesome? Or should I say Cartwright? <sighs>
5: How did you know?
3: I am a detective. It is my business to know the business of other people's business that is none of my- that's enough. (laughs) This is Travis Peters, your stalker. Do you know this man?
5: I've never seen him before in my life. I wasn't stalking you, honest lady.
3: I find that hard to believe considering all the evidence that I have gathered.
2: Look, I'm not a stalker. I'm a happily married man. Happily married men do not have wives that hire detective agencies to follow their husbands. What? Your wife believed that you were cheating on her and she wanted proof to submit to a lawyer. I'm not cheating on her. Oh, you should have been in the office when she came in. She was so upset. We went through two boxes of tissues and a gallon of herbal tea. Oh, no, no, no. It wasn't supposed to be like this.
3: Settle down. Now, look. I've been tailing you for the past few days, and I have a virtual photo album of your activity.
4: And is there any evidence at all that I was having any kind of affair? But,
3: well, I need to go over the pictures again. Yeah, I'll take that as a no. I'm innocent, I tell you. You may be innocent of having an affair, but you have been terrorizing this woman, which could lead to some very serious charges.
4: I told you, I wasn't stalking her per se. I was after something else.
3: Well, why don't you sit down and tell us about
4: it? I, I, I can't sit down. If I'm going to tell my story, I need
1: to pace. Yeah, I can relate to that. I mean, you just get all this creative juice spilled up and you, you have to walk it off.
2: That's very sweet, Bernie, but it's not your turn to talk.
3: Oh, oh, sorry. I'm just trying to contribute. Not now. All right, Mr. Peters, convince me.
2: All right. Okay, so
4: I, I, uh, it wasn't...
1: Sounds like glossophobia. What? Public speaking anxiety. I think I can help. Uh, Mr. Peters, just close your eyes. Oh! You probably shouldn't be pacing with your eyes closed.
5: (laughs)
3: Just get on with it.
2: It would be easier if you would put that gun away. Here, sweetheart, let me have it. There. Now go ahead. Okay. Look, I was in hock
4: real bad due to some gambling debts. Uh, So I went and pawned my wife's wedding and engagement rings to pay it off.
2: Shame on you.
4: Yeah. Well, I I told her she needed to have them resized, and so I just diverted them.
2: Oh, what tangled webs we weave. hey,
4: easy, Mom. I eventually got the money to buy it all back, but when I went to get it, the pawn shop had already sold it. It took a lot of
3: finagling, but I did find out who bought it.
2: Who was it? Reggie Reggie Caro. You knew?
3: I'm a detective. It's my business to know the business.
5: Reggie? You mean my Reggie? I'm afraid so.
4: So I figured he had a fiancé, and I had to find you to make sure that the ring you
5: were wearing
4: was the right one.
5: I can't wear it. It has to be resized, and I didn't want to lose it. I
4: know. So I had to sneak into your room and see if it was the right one.
5: Hmm. And steal it? No.
4: No, honest. I have the money to buy it back from you. I just needed to make sure it was the right ring. Why
5: didn't you just ask me?
4: How would you feel if some strange guy came up to you and wanted to buy your engagement ring?
5: Well, I'd feel a lot better about that than finding some strange guy in my bedroom digging through my undies drawer. I needed
4: to make sure it was the right ring.
5: (sighs) That man. Well, I don't want it. I'll go get your ring.
1: Okay, I was tracking pretty good until this last part.
5: He bought her ring from a pawn
2: shop.
1: So? Yeah, I'm foggy on that point, too.
2: No new bride wants to wear another woman's wedding ring unless it's a family heirloom. But what if they're poor and that's all that he can afford? That's one thing, but look around you. Oh,
1: yeah. (laughs) Guess you're right.
5: Here. Here's your wife's ring. Take it.
4: I have the money to pay you for it.
5: No, it's hers, and I will have Reggie send you the band on one very important condition. What's that? You go straight home, and you tell your wife everything.
4: She'll kill me.
5: Probably, but afterward,
2: she'll realize how much she loves you, and she'll eventually forgive you.
4: But I'll be dead.
2: (laughs) Mr. Peters... Your wife was crushed by the idea of you cheating on her. I think she'll be so relieved that
5: you weren't that she'll forgive you. And take that extra money and actually have them resize it for her.
3: I will. Thank you. May I go now? Will you be pressing any charges, Miss Cartwright?
5: Not as long as he tells his wife the truth.
1: Thank you. Well, there you go then.
5: I want to know... How did you find out my real name?
3: I'm a detective. It's my business. Sweetheart,
5: there are no cameras here.
3: <laughs> I followed the cheating husband to this house. We had to check and see who the homeowner was, and we discovered it listed under the name of Isabella Cartwright. But when we got back to the office and found your card with the same address, we realized that we'd been following your stalker all along. We had to do some real digging to figure out who you really are.
5: So you know then.
2: I've seen your picture on the milk carton. Whoa, wait, 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 I'm lost. Are you lost?
5: When I was four years old, my grandfather took a photo of me and used it as the label logo for his budding dairy distribution company. Wholesome milk.
1: You're Honey Wholesome, the little milkmaid on the label.
5: (laughs) My parents were really furious with my grandfather for years after they found out.
1: Well, you're not so little anymore.
5: Hey! Well, I mean,
1: you're grown up, but you still go by Honey Wholesome.
5: Well, I only use it when I don't want to call attention to my real identity. I also use it at milk conventions.
1: They have milk conventions?
5: They sure do. Lots of celebrities, cosplayers, cookies and milk.
1: Sounds like good wholesome fun.
3: Well, Miss Cartwright, I'm glad that I was able That to- we
5: were able to
2: solve this As case.
3: I was saying, I'm glad that I was able to restore your safety. You needn't be afraid.
2: <laughs> they still don't get it. Being cautious is not being afraid.
3: I did not say anything about not being cautious.
2: It's implied in your manner, and it's not very reassuring.
3: I'm as assuring as I always am. Mm,
2: of course you are. You can't help it.
3: What's that supposed to mean? We'll
2: talk about it in the car. I'm glad things worked out for you, Miss Cartwright. You take care and keep that fiancé of yours in line. Come on,
6: sweetie.
1: <laughs> and so ends the case of the milkmaid's ring.
6: Sounds pretty exciting.
1: Yeah, it was.
6: Was there any gunfire? Uh, oh, um, just one shot fired, but not at anyone. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't have anything to do with that. Unofficially, no. What does that mean? It means I was invaluable to the case. I was a real asset in bringing the case to a close. I know you identified the woman, but other than that, it sounds like you just sat and watched. Oh, no, 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 I was
1: in the thick of it. I helped Brooks subdue the stalker.
6: Wow, so are you going to be coming home every night now with more stories of mystery and suspense? Uh, no. Are they gonna keep you in the office?
1: No, they're going to keep me at home. What? Well, it was decided that Marge should only be in charge of the office and new client interviews, and that Brooks should be alone in the field. Oh. It was even bandied about that they changed the name of the agency to the Brooks Detective Agency.
6: Whose idea was that?
1: Well, Brooks. <laughs> How did Marge like that? It was real quiet in the car when he drove me over to the parking lot where I would left my car. And then she told me to get out of their car... And that I was fired.
6: Well, it's probably for the best. I don't like the idea of you being in danger every day.
1: Now, come on. You can't tell me that you wouldn't be at least a little
6: bit excited about being married to an international man of mystery? (laughs) Honey, I am just as happy as can be being married to a temp.
0: Divorce Court was held on April 3rd in Newcomb County in and about the city of Westchester. The case of Peters v. Peters was dismissed at the request of Mrs. Peters on the condition that Travis Peters enter a gambling addiction center. The Marge in Charge Detective Agency is now under new management, and Bernie Felger is back to being a plain old temp. The
3: Temp was written by Michael Wilhelm, directed by Laura Nichols, engineered by Nate Chen. Audio production by Scott Kump. In the cast, you heard Michael Wilhelm as Bernie Felger, Lorraine Knox as Penelope Felger, Josette Wilhelm as Menorah Felger, Larry Bauer as the narrator, Scott Kump as Brooks, Jen Netting as Marge, Anna Mackie as Honey Wholesome, and Todd Stazak as Travis. Live sound effects performed by Jaden Moore and Josette Wilhelm. Original music by Scott Kump. This has been a Double M production in affiliation with All for One Productions in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I am
4: only passing through this way. I won't be back again. I am here one day and gone the next. That's not a lasting friend. Just a humble freelance worker who goes out to where I'm sent. Yes, I am a total stranger known more plainly as a temp.
3: The temp was recorded before a live audience.
1: And so ends the case of the milkmaid's ring. So